Brought to you by Oklahoma Men's Clinic, the leader in men's health and sexual wellness. The Thunder Report with Oklahoma City Thunder's voice, Matt Pinto. Sponsored by Service Master by Eagle Eye. When you have water damage to your home or business, Service Master by Eagle Eye is here to help clean up the mess. Call 405-216-8000 for help. Fast. Hands to the cell, same play. Jump past the left wing, Wemby open. The three ball is on the way, good. Unguarded. 127-118. Spurs by nine. Time becoming a factor, 2.05 left. Shea across the timeline, guarded by Sohan. Two minutes left. Grinding left into traffic. Kicks to Holmgren. Crossing over on Wemby, dancing on the dribble. Elevates and fires, fade away. 18-foot jumper blocked by Wembenyama, playing to the crowd. Spurs get it back, 145 to play. And the Thunder six-game win streak is in serious jeopardy. Midcourt, Jones had his dribble deflected, goes into the backcourt to get it. Stabilizing on Shea on the dribble weave to Vassell. Wembenyama wants it. Vassell drives, shovels a shot up and in over Holmgren, and San Antonio is going to win this one, folks. Up 11, 129-118 with 128 left. Well, pretty much the deciding sequence right there. A couple plays on both ends of the floor. Kind of wrote the story. The ending of the story for the Thunder last night. Matt Pinto on the call there, and Matt joins us this morning. Good morning, Matt. Good morning, gentlemen. Um, so, Perry, I mean, is it... Good morning to Kerry as well. I get it. I heard him. Good morning I to Kerry as well. Mm-hmm. I heard it. <laughs> I heard it, and I love it, Matt. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, all right, so for that game, is it too easy to say the – the Spurs made their threes and the Thunder didn't, or is there a lot more you would say that went into that? I wouldn't say a lot. I would say there was other, there were other things for certain. Um, we talk all the time, Gideon, Matt, and myself, on the Thunder pregame show, that the thing the Thunder have been great this season at is bringing a defensive disposition to the start of games. They certainly did that in their win at home Tuesday against Houston. Brought physicality, deterred the Rockets from what they wanted to do offensively. They just didn't last night. And so San Antonio, after a nine-game rodeo road trip, I thought they might be a little flat and tired playing their first game at home. But they brought energy. They really were, as Mark Dagnall said, almost a half a step in front of the Thunder with their pace all night. And the Thunder just had a really hard time catching up, especially on the defensive end of the floor. The Spurs, because they created good looks early and scored 37 points, I think had a level of comfort they have not had in the two previous games against the Thunder and rode that out where when they needed to respond offensively, they were able to because of the, uh, the money they put in the bank early on. And in the NBA, it's like Chet Holmgren said it after, all these guys are here for a reason. <laughs> Last night, the Spurs showed why. To their credit, they played an exceptional game, especially on the offensive end. It very much deserved that win. Yeah, the, the disappointing part to me, Matt, was like, as you heard in your audio right there, your observation during the game is unguarded. It wasn't just that they knocked down a bunch of threes. There was no one even competing with them on the bulk of those threes last night. I mean, contested threes are hard to make. I don't care where you're playing. Oddly enough, Chet and Wemby both hit contested threes in front of each other. It was incredible what they did. But I just thought that was the disappointment last night because, listen, they're going into Phoenix right now, and if you think that those guys can knock down shots in San Antonio, now you're looking at Kevin Durant, you're looking at Booker, and you're looking at Beal. So hopefully that got their attention going forward in that defensive disposition, as you said. Yeah, you know, look, this is the fun thing about sports because last night our um, sonic key matchup was the three-point line. Thunder best in the league, the Spurs worst 
and the Spurs are next to worst in defending the three-point line. And yet, you look at a game where the Spurs make a season high 19 threes, a Thunder nine on nine of 31 shooting. So you can view that as an anomaly, and certainly there was some part of that in the mix of that game. Uh, but now heading to Phoenix with a much sharper shooting Suns team, a much more explosive Sun offense, there's no, no doubt that team will have the Thunder's attention, and this team has proven all season. They've got a bounce-back gene in them and a competitive fire that absolutely would have them competing to get back into the win column quickly against Phoenix on Sunday and the Lakers on Monday. That, that's a given. You, you can bank on that. It just was one of those nights, and they happen on occasion uh, during the throes of an 82-game schedule. And again, I think it's equal parts um, you know, applause to the Spurs because they played an exceptional game, got a lot of guys involved at a high level offensively, and the Thunder just didn't fully have it to engage and uh, really gain traction for long stretches of time. Matt, given you know, the nature of uh, of uh, the name that Gordon Hayward is, and you know it was a big move at the deadline, we're probably going to ask you every week about what you're seeing out of him. So I'll ask you in five games so far, what are you seeing from him? Where are his struggles, and 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 what do you think the outlook is for him going forward? I think in general he has been um, a player that's really wanted to fit in to what is going on around him. I think he's deferred often. Um, he's, he's not taken a three-point shot yet in the five games he's played. I think the size he brings, the physicality, the fundamental soundness is very evident, but he's not in rhythm offensively. That's also very evident. And so that will come. He's five games into his uh, stint with the Thunder. I think he's still not, honestly, in full game shape based on the seven weeks that he missed. So there's still some rust on his game, which he'll shake off. He's a veteran. He's established. He knows what it takes. Uh, I know that as time goes on, his level of comfort will definitely increase. And I think this is a guy that's going to be a key factor in this rotation before it's all over and before this team gets to the playoffs. I'm pretty confident in that. And again, we didn't have the outcome we wanted last night, but from an entertainment standpoint, in the first two meetings, you really didn't see a whole lot of Chet guarding Weminyama and vice versa. It really looked like last night, at some point, both of them went to their coach and said, hey, get, let me get that guy. The fact that those guys went at each other the way they did, it really made for great basketball. Yeah, I mean, it definitely made for entertainment. And I know that anybody that observed, and, and the league was on notice because of the hype, the national narrative around these two generational big man talents in the modern game. This reminds me a little bit of the 92 draft when Shaq was one, Zoe was two, and both had – stellar Hall of Fame careers, and both of these players have a skill set that uh, is really unlike players that are 7-1 and 7-4 in their predecessors, and so there's a, a ton of um, watchability when they're on the court together and competitiveness, and the fact that this was a game that the Spurs competed in differently, I think, elevates. So whatever goes on from here, the one thing I would say, guys, is that when it comes to Rookie of the Year, to me, it is not a competition. Chet is the guy. I mean, you look historically over time, he's done something no big man has ever done in his rookie season. That is 150-plus assists, 150-plus blocks, more than 100 three-pointers made. He's on a team that's won 41 games against 18 losses. 13 of the last 15 rookies of the year that have won the honor have elevated the team's win total the season that they joined the NBA. That will not happen in San Antonio with Victor, despite uh, the, the shot volume he's getting, despite the way he's picking up steam as the season goes on. And so to me, this is a team sport. If you want to call rookie of the year, most valuable rookie, 
Chet wins it. If he's, it's just the rookie of the year and you want to go based on strictly on numbers, you have to incorporate wins and losses in a team sport. I think this is not close. And I appreciate what Victor is. I know he's an extraordinary talent. I do think down the road the Spurs will put the white pieces around him, and they could become a dynasty. Who knows? But right now, to me, this is not a competition. Chet should win this award and should win it, I think, relatively handily. Yeah, there's one more game uh, in April. We'll see where the teams are and who's playing by then, and things could always change. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be – I think it's going to be a fascinating rivalry going forward long-term between these two teams and those two players. Matt, the – the Thunder have not lost more than two games all year long. That's been one of the great things about this team. They, if they hit a patch, they they figure it out. Um, this next stretch of games, and I know there's the Portland game on the end of the road trip, but the back-to-back coming up Sunday at the Suns and then Monday at the Lakers, how do you think this team responds facing what they're getting ready to go up against? Well, this is the fun part of the season. It really is, and Teams that are aware of playoff seeding and playing their best basketball really get ramped up by mid-March. But I think early March is when you begin to see teams become conscious of the standings, recognizing the value of every game, especially every home game. The Suns have won, I think, their last nine at home. So home court dominance is now a factor in that building. Uh, They have two of their big three, and Booker and Durant may have Beal back on Sunday. He's iffy, questionable, seemingly game-to-game currently with a hamstring issue. If all three of those guys play, that's a bear to, to be wrestling with. And we know the size the Lakers bring, and they've won the last two against the Thunder. So big challenges on the road. This team has risen to challenges all season. I expect nothing less. I expect them to compete start to finish in Phoenix. The one thing about the Suns that the Thunder took advantage of when they beat them there in early November is Phoenix is still struggling to finish games for whatever reason. Nearly lost a game last night to the Rockets after dominating the whole night, one by only five. So if the Thunder can stay with it and they can finish strong, which last night was an anomaly, they, they rarely do finish strong, I think they have a great chance to get back into the win column on Sunday, and then you take your chances. The next fight against the Lakers in L.A., they're up and down all over the map, uh, found ways to beat the last two teams they faced really with strong finishes. Last night held off uh, the Wizards in overtime, so I think both are winnable games, honestly, guys. And if the Thunder bring their A game, I would not be surprised if they sweep that back-to-back, honestly. Uh, Matt, let me ask you about the Lakers because, I mean, it's been fun. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Afford Anything is a podcast that teaches you how to be smart with your money. As a small business, you don't have the resources to pay the level of overhead and for the level of services that a Fortune 500 company could afford. So I certainly understand why, if you want to offer benefits, the providers of that, that that fee is going to be higher because there's more account management per employee. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen watching this season there have been some teams that the thunder have had trouble with whether it be denver minnesota even orlando for that matter because of their size but you've seen them make adjustments this season to get back where they're having great success against them so the lakers have been another one of those teams added to that list so is it purely just a size thing you think that they've been using to their advantage against the thunder or is there what adjustment do the thunder need to make to succeed against the lakers 
I think that they've got to find a way to make certain that um, Anthony Davis doesn't dominate stretches of games against them. He's done that in the two Laker wins, not the entire game, but he's dominated pockets of the game to put the Lakers in position to win. And I think the other part of that is LeBron. LeBron has made a ton of shots in the two wins the Lakers uh, have generated against the Thunder. The bottom line here, and fans need to recognize this, the Thunder now do, is the Thunder are on the radar of every team. The Thunder are viewed as an elite squad in the NBA, so they're getting everybody's best punch. They're getting game planned for as if it's a playoff series. And that's great for them to have these experiences. But I think the Lakers uh, came to Oklahoma City earlier this season, and Anthony Davis said this is a must-win for us. We've got to prove we can hold ground against an elevated quality team, and the Lakers, to their credit, did that. So I think the gauntlet's been thrown down in this series. I think OKC's got to play to its strengths, has to do as good a job as it can getting bodies on the stars for the Lakers, and then play the better 48 minutes of execution. That, that really is the bottom line. Phoenix a little bit different animal. They're not as physical as the Lakers are, so that's more of a finesse jump-shooting game that the Thunder, I think, can excel in, excel in. That's why I say I would not be surprised if they find a way to sweep this back-to-back. It'll be challenging, uh, but this team shows us that there's reason to have great belief in their competitive fire and, and the juice that they'll bring uh, to this challenge. Matt, I have a suggestion for a place for you to have lunch in Phoenix. It's called Lucy's Healthy Marketplace. Try the egg white and kale sandwich without the bread served in a Phil's bowl. Phil's dieting right now, Matt. He, it's ruined his I, life. I, it's ruined his I life. I noticed. It's just like, wow, I'm, I'm checking you know, my ears. <laughs> Did I hear correctly? Yeah. I was thinking In-N-Out Burger, Phil. I, I don't know. <laughs> there you go. Okay, uh, I'm, right. I'm going to allow that a half a patty of meat <laughs> with no seasoning, again, served in a bowl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Matt, you successfully nobody, nobody ran Carrie nobody. off today, so congratulations. Yes, and again, Carrie oh, no longer man. with us. <laughs> um, I thought Kerry was going to fire a few shots across the bow at me. I was waiting for that. No, he's, he's too busy yelling at electricians right now over at Sooner <laughs> right. Scoop. Uh, the, the Oklahoma uh, City Thunder play Sunday, 8.30 p.m. tip-off. They'll be in Phoenix. Matt Pinto, of course, will be on the call, and you can listen to it right here on 98.1 FM, WWLS, the Sports Animal. Matt, have a great week. Hey, you too. Thanks, guys. Take Enjoy care. Enjoy the trip. We are the Morning Animals. This is 98.1 FM, WWLS, the sports animal. What companies deserve your hard-earned dollar? Which would you want to work for? How can you know if they share your values? Just ask us. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks who really means business in supporting workers, customers, communities, the environment, and shareholders. We measure progress, track success, and help them be better. When you see the Just Capital seal, you know what's real. Because just business is better business. Visit JustCapital.com to learn who makes your dollar count.